This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 740. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 740. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. If you're listening in live time, I just have to tell you that I am recording this in the middle of March. I'm looking out my window on a very sunny Wednesday afternoon, which feels like such a gift. Like spring is coming. (laughs) I can see weeds are starting to grow in my yard, not flowers, but weeds. And I'm like signs of life. I'll take it. I'll take the weeds, the dandelions, bring it on. So I hope that wherever you are, you're maybe experiencing a little bit of sun or some early signs of spring as well. We are going to be talking today about triggers. And I want to first preemptively say that I am not a therapist. We're going to be talking about some therapisty kinds of things. I do have a background in sociology and psychology. I worked in a psychiatric hospital. As you know, I've been in the coaching and transformation space for many, many, many years, but that does not equate to being a licensed therapist. On top of that, I have a number of friends who are therapists, so I get to talk about therapy kinds of things all the time, which is really fun for me because I love this stuff. But again, I'm not a therapist. So as we're talking through things today, if you're like, hmm, I want to dig deeper with that, please go get yourself the mental health services that you need. Find a therapist, ask your doctor or other people you know in therapy for recommendations. There's always all sorts of services you've heard me talk about on the show. 
There's all sorts of ways that you can access therapy now. So I want to just make sure that it's really clear. I am not here to do therapy with you all. I am going to walk you through, through an experience that I recently had that I think will be really helpful because I think this is something that I see happening amongst many of the women around me, many of the moms around me, many of the shameless moms around me that I think is a pretty common experience. And if I walk you through what this experience has looked like for me over time, it might be able to help you have some perspective on the situation for yourself or how this scenario might look for you and then maybe how you can help yourself in this situation. Maybe it is something where you can take a tip or two out of this episode and help yourself or maybe it's something where you're realizing I need some more in-depth work. I'm going to be referencing my own experiences in therapy as I talk this through today so you can see that like I have gone to therapy to work on these things (laughs) and what has worked for me might not work for you. Maybe some of it will. I'm just anecdotally sharing what has worked, not telling you it's what you should do. If this sounds like it could help you, go find yourself a therapist. I'm also going to shout out my friend who is a therapist who helped me with some of this work. And I will point to her in the show notes as well. And if you want to reach out to her yourself, she does virtual work. And you can work with her directly if any of this is of interest to you. So we are going to be talking about taking responsibility for your triggers. So I want to first just identify like what is a trigger? So a trigger is a stimulus that elicits a reaction. But in the context of mental health, a trigger is often used to mean something that brings on or worsens symptoms. So if you're talking about someone who's experienced trauma or is recovering from mental illness or managing mental illness, sometimes it can be that like an instance or a person or a situation can trigger them and bring them right back into that a vicious cycle or back into that trauma or back into you know a mental health struggle that they have had in the past. And that's where we hear this used a lot in the therapy world. So that said, the word trigger gets used all the time, very, very commonly now and very loosely. And so you've probably heard like, oh, that person triggers me or that situation triggers me or my kid triggered me or like we hear this like really thrown all over the place now. I have noticed that certain people or situations or circumstances trigger me in ways that others don't. So I've done a lot of work on myself over the years because I am a student of personal development and I'm a student of psychology and sociology and I love learning this stuff. But in spite of all that, there have been some things that I've noticed that like, hmm, I can't figure them out on my own. And these are the things that land me in therapy. So I have gone through this experience recently of noticing that I was kind of consistently following into the cycle of conversation with a certain person in my life where I would find myself being really highly reactive. And what I mean by that is that every time I had to communicate with this person, my like the second I knew I had to communicate with them, I would get this pit in my stomach. Now I was able to identify this. This is actually something I've talked about in therapy um, over the last couple of years. It's a situation um, or a dynamic that I've had to reference before. Um, when I was working with a different therapist, but I recently went to a hypnotherapist, shout out to my good friend, Nadia Ahrens, who I will link to in the show notes. And she actually had me walk through when you're in this situation, what does it feel like in your body? And she had me really describe it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so clear and so easy for me to identify exactly what it feels like because it's always exactly the same. So for me, what it feels like when I am experiencing a trigger is that immediately I feel a knot in my stomach. 
and the knot in my stomach expands and it creates tension through my whole body. And it is also something that I can't not focus on. So if I'm feeling triggered and I need to like sit down and focus on work, I can't. All I can think about is the person or situation that I'm having an emotional response to, the thing that's triggering me. That's like all I can think about. I'm thinking about what I want to say in this situation, what I want to say to the person, how I'm right and they're wrong. And like, I, and I'm like walking through past incidences and like carrying, like, you know, when you carry like all your baggage where you're like back on February 3rd, 1996, here's how you wronged me. Like I haven't forgotten. And we carry these things with us. Right. So that's how I notice I'm feeling triggered. It starts as a snot in my stomach. It expands to relieve me feeling it in my whole body. And I can't think about anything else. It's very emotionally consuming, mentally consuming. So when talking to my therapist about this, she, or when I'm talking to um, Nadia, my hypnotherapist about this, she was like, okay, so I want you to think about who else has made you feel this way in the past? And this is interesting because I actually had a a past therapist ask me this question and I wasn't able to answer it, but I was able to identify in this situation how I've felt in other situations the same way. And she was able to walk me through other circumstances, people and situations that made me feel this way. And I was able to make connections to, oh, this is so interesting that there's a certain dynamic that I get into in one relationship in my life that takes me back to a feeling from when I was very young. And that is where I get that like knot in my belly that I got when I was a really little girl that I couldn't think my way out of or see my way past or like feel my way past. And that's where I go every time I'm in this triggering situation with this person. In talking that through and recognizing, oh, here's where you felt that before then I was able to step back and look at my situation a little more objectively. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So here's the really cool thing about being able, and this is where I want this to be helpful to you, even if the rest of it to this point has not been super relatable. When we can step back and look at the situation objectively to be like, oh, okay, now I can see why when person A says this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can connect it to that other thing. That's why I feel that way. And now that I know that that's why I feel that way, I can let some of that, for me, anxiety or that not, it can start to dissipate a bit, which is such a relief. And when I can recognize or make that connection, then I don't have to carry that like same level of anguish around it, which really helps quickly alleviate the dynamic and the reactive emotion that I might otherwise be carrying, that I find myself carrying repeatedly in this dynamic, in this certain relationship. So when we can look back at it, object, or when we can look at our current situation and step back and look at it objectively, For me, that feels like a bit of an exhale to be able to connect those dots. In that moment of looking at it objectively, you can take a power pause. So this is something that in theory is easy to talk about where you're like, okay, so I know this certain person or this dynamic or the situation or this environment is triggering to me. I know that this is the thing that makes me mad. It makes me reactive. It makes me like not the best version of myself. It makes me do whatever the thing is for you. So for me, it makes me feel super anxious. I often also will become overly verbal (laughs) and want to explain a lot of things and defend myself and like get just really verbally riled up. And so what I've been able to talk about doing is take a power pause, like sit back and look at it objectively and take a deep breath and exhale and blah, 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 which is great. It's a great to be able to identify that these are the things that you should do in a situation like that. What's funny and ironic is that after talking this through with Nadia, after going through a hypnotherapy session with her and talking it through and being like, okay, like I can see how this can be helpful and how I can use this in real life. I had the opportunity to put it into practice. So shortly after going through hypnotherapy with Nadia recently, 
we talk through like how I can make myself feel safe and how I can like really support myself when I'm feeling like these certain dynamics are presenting themselves in my life. And I had a situation arise where I was like, holy cow, I'm needing to use all my tools right now and easier said than done. I found myself very triggered. (laughs) And in this exact situation, I was like, Nadia, like, how does this happen? We just talked about how like we talked this all through in therapy and I was feeling like really good about it. And I was feeling like I know how to do this now. So in my mind, I like healed all this stuff so that the next time a triggering situation came up, I wouldn't feel triggered. And you know what? That's not what happened. A triggering situation came up and I felt very triggered. And then I was mad because I'm like, I just did this work. Why do I have to do it again? But Nadia, she was so great. We were laughing through it. She's like, no, this is like what happens. Like you think you've done the work and you're like, okay, check the box. And then like the universe throws the exact situation in your face is like practice. And you're like, oh crap, I have to actually practice it in like real time. So here's what happened. I had the situation. I like went to my, I regressed like to my, like not in the stomach, feeling my body very much like wanting to be really reactive, wanting to defend myself, wanting to say all the things, wanting to like be really like overly responsive and all the things. And instead, I made myself take a power pause and I made myself not respond at all, which was really hard. And this is what I always say I'm going to do, but I'm like only good at it to varying degrees. Here's the magic that happened. So sometimes when I say I'm going to do this, I will do it, but I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to respond to that situation for like five minutes. When in reality, maybe I should wait five hours or maybe five days. (laughs) And so I made myself not respond to that situation for a solid, I'm trying to think, almost like 18 hours. Now, the first few hours of that 18 hours were pretty awful. (laughs) I was pretty consumed. But what happened as I was able to sit in that power pause and recognize like, I am not going to respond right now. I'm going to give this time some really, really interesting dynamics shifted. So the first thing that happened was the intensity of my reaction started to dissipate. And with that, the intensity of the situation dissipated. Like what felt critically important to me in the moment that I felt triggered, started to seem less important. In fact, it was really interesting. I went in the couple hours after this situation played out, I ended up going and picking Vinny up at baseball practice. And I walked onto that field like just ball of stress and tension because <laughs> like, I was so consumed with all my big feelings. And then I'm like watching him in his practice. I'm watching his friends. I helped a kid with something. And I'm like, you know, like I'm showing up here as a mom, like this is what really matters. Like this other situation that I don't have a lot of control over that has me feeling all riled up in the grand scheme of things, that's not the thing that's important to me. The thing that's important to me is like being here at a baseball practice and being able to help my kid or help his friend. And being able to get in the car with them afterwards and be like, what songs do you guys want to listen to on the way home? And like blasting hilarious music and having them singing and dancing in my backseat. And I was able to see like, this is what matters in my life. That thing that I was having this massive response to a few hours ago, it's not nothing, but it's not everything. So how can you treat it as something in between? Like, you know, you need to react to it. You know, you need to do something about it. And also, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to stop everything to have this big, huge response. 
So I ended up going to bed that night, not rectifying the situation or responding to the situation, which is incredibly hard because I really want to like fix everything before I go to bed because I'm thinking I'm just going to be awake all night. It's all I'm going to think about. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to like all these things, right? But in giving myself that space, it just kept getting less and less urgent to reply. The next morning I woke up and I was like, well, I could deal with it right away. I could wake up at 6 a.m. and shoot off an email. But then I was like, you know, but there's like some other things I need to do today that are more time sensitive and bigger responsibilities in my life. And so I'm going to do those things. So I did those things. It was like, I don't know, midday by the time I got around to revisiting the situation, 18 or so hours later after it had begun. And by then, I was able to very clearly define what I wanted to do, why I wanted to do it that way, why it was really important that I do it in a a certain way and react in a certain way. And also, I was able to really clearly see, here's how I want to be in this situation. Here's how I can show up. And no matter what happens afterwards that I can't control, because whenever you're dealing with other people, there's things you can't control, I will feel proud of how I showed up. And so that's what I did. I had been playing with a response kind of in my head, like, okay, I could say this. And it just kept getting like cleaner, shorter, more clear, more concise over the course of these 18 or so hours. And I was able to put my response out there. And I was able to feel like, okay, you handled that in a way that you can feel really good about. A lot of the energy had drained from the situation at that point. So when we respond to something in the moment of feeling triggered or in that moment of like hyper emotion or hyper reactivity in terms of emotion or anxiety, we respond and then we wait, right? You like you shoot off the text and then you're like waiting to see what the other person's going to say. You're like waiting through for the three dots to appear. When you give yourself that power pause, you can see and feel like here's how I'm going to respond. And now I'm going to walk away for a while. And if the other person chooses to respond, great. If they don't, that's fine. Here's who I'm going to be in this moment. I'm also like not leaving the door open for them to drive the car right now. So I'm going to respond in a way that doesn't give them a ton of power. I'm going to respond in a way that honors me and honors them to whatever extent they should be honored in that situation, if they should be honored in that situation. So I did that and I felt really good about how I responded. And I was able to see that in waiting, there were so many gifts. And I was also able to look back and recognize what have I done in the past that has made this one million times harder for myself? (laughs) So what I've done in the past is I have responded in the moment because either I wanted to quickly defend myself or I wanted to make it be over. So this is a big thing for me. And this might be, this might resonate with you that when you're feeling triggered or like a high state of emotion, or you feel like someone is having certain feelings about you, that you want to just fix it as fast as possible because it's so hard to sit in the discomfort of it. But in doing that, in responding really quickly, while things are in a heightened emotional state, you often just continue to escalate the situation and continue to let it spiral. And I was able to see that in not responding quickly, that I was able to stop the situation from continuing to escalate. This was a situation that I know 
for sure would have continued to escalate because I've been in this situation with this person before and I know what the pattern is. And I will identify that this other person very well may have been carrying their own triggers and trauma into this dynamic as well. And so there was no benefit to both of us being in this heightened emotional state trying to hash things out. And so I could see that in making myself step back and taking that power pause, that I could not only be more clear around how I wanted to respond and show up as the person that I wanted to be in that situation, but that also I was deflating the energy like all around. And ultimately, I was setting a boundary that I'm not responding to this immediately. I'm not participating immediately. I am not immediately available in this situation. You don't get immediate access to me or my emotions right now when either of us are in this heightened state. And that boundary was really, really helpful for me. And that was practice, practicing setting a boundary, practicing not responding to something right away, practicing not letting something get escalated to the next step, practicing sitting, practicing waiting, practicing doing things on my own timeline, even though that timeline was uncomfortable, there was a lot of power in that. And there was a lot of boundaries set. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. What's super interesting about this particular situation is that while the escalation had been a very quickly, very quick back and forth, like, I'm going to say this thing, and then they're going to say that, and I'm going to say this, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like getting more and more heightened as we go. What happened in taking that power pause is that when I did respond 18 or so hours later, that the other person accepted my response and was like very amicable. That was not what was happening prior to me conscientiously saying like, I am not going to continue in a back and forth on this. So that other person, and they maybe were doing their own work, I have no idea. But it also created space for them to like, let's just like, I'll take a beat. (laughs) Let's take a breath. Let's all have a moment rather than potentially continuing to trigger one another. And also, let's take a moment to own what's ours and not what's not. And that was something that I really had to think through. What is mine in the situation and what is not mine? And so I want you to see this example of a way that you can walk through a situation, whether this is something that maybe... I want you to think through what are the things, where are those places where you find yourself being super reactive? Maybe it's in parenting. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it is in a community environment. I mean, my goodness, there's like so many things that are happening in different community environments and within organizations. And like in any given setting with humans, (laughs) there are things that can be become very quickly, very charged. So how can you identify what are the things that trigger you that where you go to that place emotionally, where you might be like me, where you feel it physically, viscerally, where you're like, oh my gosh, it's like this knot in my stomach. It spreads very quickly. It takes up like all of my physical being and all of my mental and emotional space. And then how can you step back and recognize, oh, wait, I'm returning to a place where I've felt this in the past because this is what bodies do. If you've read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, this is what we do. So bodies remember I felt unsafe before. I felt defensive before. I felt this person made me feel like ABC and this new situation is a replication of that or paralleling that in a certain way. So how can you step back and look at it objectively to recognize like, oh, this is what's happening and then take that power pause. And in that power pause, thoughtfully, intentionally determine your next step. Determine who do I want to be in this moment? How do I want to show up? How in being intentional around that 
can I set a boundary in terms of protecting myself in a way I need to be protected, protecting my energy in a way that maybe needs to be protected, protecting my mental health in a way that maybe needs to be protected, protecting people's access to me or access to my emotions, and then owning what's yours and not owning what belongs to someone else. It's so important. And there's, I'm doing so much work right now with different organizations around identity and self-trust and the erosion of self-trust across our lives and how this shows up for people who are carrying marginalized identities, which would be anyone from women or other gender minorities to people in the LGBTQ plus community, to people with disabilities, to people living in bigger bodies, to people who are neurodiverse. We all carry all these layers of identity. And when we are in a situation where we are feeling those heightened emotions, Oftentimes, it's because of some of those identities that we carry, and it is because of how those identities have put us in compromising positions, maybe where we have been excluded or underestimated or overlooked or you know misrepresented or just completely ignored or marginalized. And that impacts how we show up. And it impacts how what kind of emotional response we have to things and what kind of physical response we have to things. So how can we recognize that that's how we're all showing up? (laughs) So when you're like, oh, like, you know, my so-and-so, my sister-in-law always triggers me. I don't have a sister-in-law who triggers me, by the way, but my sister-in-law always triggers me. And then you're like, oh, wait, like she's showing up with all of this and I'm showing up with all of this. And look where we immediately go. Like we both go to this place of that's not good for either of us, where we're both triggered, we're both spinning, we're both reacting, and we're both just letting the situation run away with us and letting the dynamics get out of control because none of us, neither of us are able to stop and go through these steps of recognizing, okay, who or what situation or circumstances has made me feel this way in the past? How can I step back and look at this objectively? Like, oh, this is history repeating itself. This is my body or my mind going back to that place again. I need to take this power pause. I need to have this time to determine my next action step, which will also allow me to set the boundaries that I need to set, whether I'm explicitly stating them or just making myself only available for certain things or for certain like levels of access to me, and then owning what's yours and what's not. So I hope this episode was helpful Again, I'm not a therapist. Go to a therapist. I'm going to link to Nadia's information in the show notes if you're interested in going through hypnotherapy or working through any of this stuff with Nadia. She's fantastic. And I've sent multiple people to her who always have an incredible experience. But I really, really want you to be able to walk through this yourself and then share this out with anyone who you know might be struggling right now in a certain relationship and a certain dynamic who just feels like they keep like spinning or returning to the same thing and they're not able to see their way out of it, I hope that this can be helpful to them. So please share this episode out and I will be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. I cannot wait and I will see you then. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.